Millions of people worldwide are experiencing a massive shift in consciousness right now, and this profound inner shift feels a lot like a light has been switched on in a previously dark room. We're no longer asleep, living robotic lives without questioning what our souls want. Once that light of your soul goes off inside of you, you start to seek answers to deep questions and make the sometimes painful life changes required to live more aligned with a higher purpose. But these changes and shifts can feel very daunting and confusing to people, especially when it comes to two key phenomenon that are on the rise right now and how to tell them apart, a spiritual awakening versus a kundalini awakening. In this video, you'll learn what a spiritual awakening is, what a kundalini awakening is, how to tell the two apart, and how to work with a spiritual awakening versus a kundalini awakening. Right now, you may be going through a spiritual awakening, a kundalini awakening, or both at the same time, and this video will help you make sense of it all. If you're watching this video, you're probably experiencing a spiritual awakening right now, and I know how challenging it can sometimes be. My main awakening lasted six years, and that included a spontaneous kundalini awakening, years of solitude, and many dark nights of the soul. But your spiritual awakening doesn't have to be as challenging or drawn out as mine. To help you get through yours more easily, I created a special online course called Awaken. I designed this six-week course as a step-by-step -step roadmap to help you find meaning in what's happening to you, stabilize your energy, and gain clarity on what steps to take next toward your soul purpose. In this online course, you'll learn the six stages of spiritual awakening so you have a better understanding of what an awakening looks like across time. We'll pinpoint which stage you're at right now and how to better work through that specific stage, the four practice pillars that are crucial to help stabilize your energy during an awakening, and then you'll be guided through 15 different daily practices that you can incorporate in your everyday life to help you get grounded and flow more easily. To learn more about Awaken and join us in this online course, click on the link below for a special discount. Here's the quickest way to understand a spiritual awakening. It's when you become aware of something deeper in your life. Now, this can happen through some kind of life-changing or sudden event like a car accident or an unexpected diagnosis. For me, the trigger for my awakening was the sudden disintegration of my marriage. It happened so quickly that this light went off inside of me and I said to the universe, there must be something more to my life than this. The pain of losing my marriage cracked me open to something deeper that I had been asleep to before, and that led me on a multi-year spiritual awakening where I healed deep trauma in me, committed to a life of service to help others in their awakenings, and connected to my heart and the joy of being alive. Now, there's obviously a lot going on energetically during an awakening, and I'll talk about that more in depth later on in this video, but this is a good starting point for what it is in general. Before we define a kundalini awakening, we have to understand what kundalini energy is. Kundalini energy has been described since ancient times, especially in Hinduism, and is described in yogic texts as a coiled serpent that sits at the base of your spine in your sacrum. That's this bone right here. 
Kundalini energy is essentially your own evolutionary force and potential. My favorite way of defining Kundalini energy is like this. Kundalini energy is your own exponential biotechnology. I see Kundalini a lot like technology. Do you know that computer processing power doubles every two years? Remember how we used to use the floppy disks and our first computers took up entire buildings and now our computers literally fit in our pockets? That's the power of technology and that's exactly what Kundalini energy does to you, it pushes you beyond anything you ever thought possible. It exponentially increases your consciousness, power, and gifts. When you have a Kundalini awakening, the energy is freed from the sacrum and it starts making its way up your spine, chakras, and your whole body until it eventually comes out the top of your head in the crown chakra. The energy then showers down your whole aura or electromagnetic field. So a Kundalini awakening is simply the movement of your Kundalini energy within your body. When I had my kundalini awakening, I was sitting in meditation and felt a pop in my lower spine and I could feel the energy coming up my spine. It was pretty scary for me because at the time I didn't even know what a kundalini awakening was. Things can get very confusing because a spiritual awakening and a kundalini awakening can have similar, even overlapping symptoms. But there are ways to distinguish them, and it's important for you to know these things so you can work with each spiritual process differently. A spiritual awakening is generally less intense than a kundalini awakening. This is mostly because a spiritual awakening tends to last years, so many transformations you go to are spread across a longer timeline. With a kundalini awakening, it usually happens quickly and the energy moves very fast and powerfully around your body. I remember that I had my kundalini awakening about a year into my spiritual awakening and when it happened, I felt this powerful movement of energy up my spine that caused involuntary movements of my body called kriyas in yogic tradition. After that initial movement of kundalini, I spent the next eight to 10 weeks in agonizing pain as the energy moved quickly around my body, clearing all the energy blockages in my chakras and body. The second difference is that a spiritual awakening is slower and it takes longer than a kundalini awakening. Typically, we're talking about years for a spiritual awakening and weeks to months for a kundalini awakening. The third difference is that a spiritual awakening typically has fewer physical symptoms compared to a kundalini awakening. In my case, I spent about eight weeks during my kundalini awakening in severe physical pain, exhaustion, and my body was overheating during the night. Now, a spiritual awakening can also cause physical symptoms, but they aren't as severe or intense as a kundalini awakening. One specific type of symptom that is associated with a kundalini awakening, but not a spiritual awakening as much, is feeling energy moving up the spine or experiencing involuntary movements of the body called kriyas. These involuntary movements are not present in a pure spiritual awakening. And for me, these kriyas were very frightening because I had no idea how to stop my body from moving. And when I tried, it felt like my whole body would break. The fourth difference is that a spiritual awakening feels easier when compared to a kundalini awakening. And this is mostly because the spiritual awakening is so spread out across years where a kundalini Kundalini awakening feels like you're being hit by a semi-truck really quickly. You have no time to recover before the next semi-truck hits you again.
The most common scenario is that a person has a spiritual awakening and in the middle of that experience they have what's known as a spontaneous kundalini awakening. That's a kundalini awakening that happens without the assistance of a guru or master. In the past, kundalini awakenings were usually facilitated by a spiritual guide or a guru with experience in kundalini yoga. But now, there are more spontaneous kundalini awakenings happening all over the world without a guru needed. When you have both a spiritual and kundalini awakening, it's most pressing to focus on the kundalini awakening first because it can be more intense and disruptive of your life. I once worked with a client who had a spontaneous kundalini awakening in the middle of a construction site where he was a foreman. He started crying uncontrollably, left the construction site, and was so disoriented that he ended up falling asleep for three hours on the stairs of a local church. He was so desperate that he looked for a church to help him even though he wasn't religious. Only later did he discover that he was having a kundalini awakening and he started working with me to calm the energy down. So focusing on the kundalini awakening first is crucial to help you regain balance in your life. Here are my top six tips to help you work with the kundalini awakening. And you can also use most of these tips to help you remain grounded during a spiritual awakening too. The first tip is do not fight kundalini energy. It can be really tempting to try to stop a kundalini awakening once it starts because the symptoms can be so hard to deal with. But when you introduce resistance to the free-flowing movement of kundalini energy in your body, you're setting yourself up for a disaster. You can't stop it and you can't control where the energy moves to either. Remember, this is a highly intelligent force of nature and it has a mission when it's awakened. It's going to remove any barriers that you have to your higher purpose on the planet. So the operating word here is surrender. When kundalini energy is awakened in your body, make a commitment to surrender to the intelligence of this evolutionary force. Tip number two is to work with the energy. Whenever kundalini flows, follow it with your awareness and become conscious of what it's trying to heal in you. Remember, follow the energy, don't try to control it. During my kundalini awakening, I remember feeling the energy move through my body and if it were ever stuck somewhere or pushed into a block inside of my body, I would use my awareness plus deep breathing to follow the energy and listen to what it wanted to communicate. Kundalini is a highly communicative energy. You just have to be quiet on the inside to hear what it has to say. Tip number three is to be gentle with your body. Going through a kundalini awakening is one of the hardest things your physical body will ever do. The energy is so powerful and your body must adjust to hold that immense power inside of it. Imagine that your regular physical body has spent years housing the energy of a small power generator. Those small generators can power electricity to a home or a small building and that's it. Then suddenly there's an explosion inside of you and now your body needs to house a nuclear power plant inside. You go from powering a small home to the power of a nuclear reactor which lights up hundreds of thousands of homes. To be able to do that takes a Herculean effort on your body to adapt to the changes in the energy present inside every single cell. So be very kind and loving to your body, supporting it in any way it needs. Take naps when needed. Don't overtax your body with strenuous exercise. Sleep more hours than usual because your body needs the rest. Take it very easy during an active kundalini awakening and your body will thank you. Tip number four is move your body. This was one of the most important things 
I did during my Kundalini awakening, and it literally saved my life. There were times when I felt like I was going to incinerate from the inside out. I had never felt anything like that before. At first, I didn't know what to do, and I panicked, which made the heat feel worse in my body. But intuitively, I started dancing very softly and noticed that movement was the only thing that helped. I would frequently wake up in the middle of the night with horrible symptoms and I would turn on some music and dance gently in the darkness of my house. The key word here is gentle movement so you don't tax your already stressed out and tired body. Gentle movement is the key to circulating kundalini energy. If you don't like dancing, do gentle stretches, go for an easy walk, or roll your body slowly on the floor. Tip number five is to be in nature. Being immersed in nature as much as possible is key to grounding the energy shifts of a kundalini awakening. I remember that when I was going through my initial wave of kundalini movement, I would go swimming in the cold ocean or I would lie directly on the dirt or the grass like where I am right now. Other times, I would hug a tree or admire a flower. I spent as much time as possible in nature and it would really calm my body symptoms down. It felt like kundalini energy was directly connected to Mother Earth and just lying on the ground was enough to balance my energy. Tip number six is to drink lots of water. And by lots, I mean at least half a gallon or two liters per day. There are a couple of reasons why water is so important during a kundalini awakening. First, it helps your cells get rid of all the old material it's purging during a kundalini movement. And then water is also a strong conductor of electricity, so it helps kundalini energy circulate more easily throughout your system. And here's a pro tip. Drink electrolytes instead of just water. Get some electrolytes that don't have sugar, so stay away from Gatorade or any sugary stuff like that, and focus on an electrolyte solution that is pure and has nothing else added. Following these six tips will help your kundalini awakening go more smoothly, and once you feel more grounded, then it's time to focus on your spiritual awakening and reach higher and higher states of consciousness. Speaking of higher consciousness, check out this video here I did about a really high energy called the 10th dimension and how you can incorporate it into your life.